0: All right, uh, half hour two of the uh, Thursday edition of the six thirty Chet afternoon news. Always a great conversation with uh, Gord Steinke from Global. Love having him in studio.
1: He provides insight a lot. I find he it does. provides a lot of history. It's almost like a, it's an experience with Gord Steinke. It, that's
0: what we should call the uh, the Gord
1: Steinke experience. The Gord Steinke experience. But have like a big voice in the background and almost yeah. like the the GI Joe star. Like we'll, the more you know,
0: we'll have to re uh, <laughs> right. re uh, voice the uh, intro tape though because we we can't just go with oh my gird. For that, but no, uh, so there we're, should be probably the, a big the, band. In the the Stanky Experience or the Gord Experience? Ooh, what are gosh. we calling it? You know what? I'll we need you, to brand this right now. We do, and it has to be better than Gord Stanky with a little small red maple leaf. That's we're not mm. doing the Edmonton thing at all. But I'll tell you, the guy who could actually help us with that, he's on the phone right now, the artistic director for the Edmonton International Fringe Festival. Now, Murray, I've been calling you Murray Utahs for the better part of a decade. Are you <laughs> saying your name is pronounced Udis? Yes. Why would you never point that out to me before?
2: Well, you know, it's one of those last names, right? People are going to come up with (laughs) kinds of wild and sort of crazy interpretations.
0: Oh, trust me. Gross. I know. Does does it get to a point where you're just like, oh, forget it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, gross, gross. People are always trying to be polite to me. Is it gross? Is it gruse? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, You know what, Maria, is is often the case when you organize a festival, you reach out to uh, media to uh, ask if you can get some exposure. But in this case, I reached out to you.
2: Yes, which I I look forward to. It It kind of marks the start of the (laughs) festival is really that close now. Do you know what I mean? That's how I feel it is. Exactly.
0: And I wanted to know, I wanted to be the first to start talking about what's going on. to be different about this year or what uh, what's going to be bigger and better the theme i guess we should start with a midsummer night's dream and uh branda graziano and i were just discussing we of course know it's one of shakespeare's most popular acts to be put on a stage um, but i've actually never read the story so i'm just going to go ahead and or even seen the ballet or even seen the ballet but i know it involves fairies
2: yes yeah that's very true
0: so did you pick that theme for that reason are you going to have is there going to be fringe fairies
2: so there will definitely be Fringe Fairies at opening night. There's no doubt about it.
0: So I did not th- expect that answer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there will be. I'm All not right. lying to you. It's going to happen. Um, <laughs> when it comes to a Midsummer Night's Fringe, where, where that came through is we have opened up an old school tradition of actually doing a call out to the public to submit their best Fringe names.
0: That's very fringy of you, Murray.
2: Yes, right. And so from that, we develop a list, and then that list goes back out. It's voted upon, and then uh, a, a top three is, is, is taken, and, and we look at it, and then it's voted upon from that. So we just kind of do a couple drill downs to get to it. And then Midsummer Night's Fringe was the one that stood out all along. It had, like, just incredible amount of votes, and it really uh, flew itself to the top.
0: So now, do you, so what, do you when you ask people what y- the theme should be, uh, do you say, well, if it's *Midsummer Night's Dream*, then here's our vision, or is it just, what do you think of this?
2: Um, literally, like, we, they just they choose it. They they are so good and then at you've taking got a movie brief life title into that, yeah, or a play or whatever, and they just then they come up with all these names, right? And and then from that, when we take it, I go, okay, now I have to actually build uh, <laughs> the festival around it. When I look at that theme and go, what am I going to pull from it? What is, you know? And so with this one in particular, what really stood out for me. It's about magic, right? And I look at it and I go, there's magic in summer, there's magic in theater, there's magicians that we're gonna have outside. So the idea of building that sort of uh, um, um, uh, wonder into it, and uh, our materials have all really got a summer feel to them. There's like good, strong orange to red to bright, bold, deep, rich colors that happen. And everything just seems a little more alive when we hit when we hit summer here, because we put up with so much winter, you know what I'm saying? Mm, like,
0: oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting, though, Murray, because you're taking something, and you know I'm a big fan of the Friends, you're, you're taking something that is magical and making it more magical. Yes. Do you ever worry that you won't be able to top last year?
2: You know what? Because that, that's a really good point, because you do that. Like, last year, I had one of the most incredible opening night ceremonies, and as soon as it ended, I was like, I'm never going to top that. <laughs> am, I, am I ever going to top that? And would you believe this year I've actually done it? Like, I have an illusionist kicking us off on opening night, and the illusions that he is going to do, Kent Wong is his name, are incredible. And I'm like, well, there we go. I, I lucked out again. So I think I just keep I keep rolling the old fringe dice and go, <laughs> all right, here we go.
0: <laughs> so now typically in fringe fashion, of course, the plays come to you, you don't go to the plays, but I'm assuming you you know, vetted this illusionist a little bit. Like, you know he can actually do
2: whatever it is he's promising to do. Yes, yeah, okay. you betcha, so, and, and it is, it's, it's amazing when they, have, uh, um, when they come to the lottery side, they have 15 minutes to put their show up, 15 minutes to take it down. And when you get their stage diagrams and, and their tech information, it's amazing what they want to try to accomplish. And you're like, okay, are they going to be able to do it? And somehow the magic of it happens, and <laughs> they do it. <laughs> yeah. And are you ready for this? For 220 shows.
0: 220. What were, how many were there last year? two oh seven. So that's a nice increase. Well it's crazy the fringe though. It's just crazy.
1: Well it's all over the place. And and my question to you, Murray, I mean what are we gonna see Different from, I mean, there's, I guess, if we're doing the math here, if my math is right, that's 13 more shows. What's going to be different? (laughs) Thank you. You know, I do my best. I actually pulled out the calculator for that one. But uh, how many, how, like, what's going to be different about this year compared to last year? Because I thought last year was, as you say, it was fantastic. I enjoyed last year a lot.
2: But what would be
1: different from last year?
2: So, um, we have some new venues that have shown up that are new in a venue, but they're ran by um, theater artists that are in our community already, and they're going to become the new kind of established outside venues that, that, that happen around us. And I'm very, very excited. And they're not that far off the main site, so right away you know they're going to succeed, right? But they're also led by artists who are used to producing, so from that element they're going to be able to succeed. Because there's two ways to get in, right? You get in through lottery, so you, take a, you do an application in September, we do the draw in November, and you're in. And then we open up the other program. It's the the Bring Your Own Venue program, which usually accounts for about the other half of the shows. Hmm. And and in that, that's what I'm always surprised to see um, sometimes you get like a site-specific show I'm gonna do it on the on the roof of here or I'm gonna do it in this alleyway and and then you also get <laughs> yeah. a lot of venues that show up that also pack six seven shows within those performances so I think some people are gonna have some new and, and what we've done in the guide this year is we put the actual times that are gonna take you to walk to these venues so that you can plan your life out and go can I make that show in ten minutes Let's that's a honest.
0: great idea and that's actually what I wanted to ask you next and to your point of the venues our venue, we're not in this year with the comedy festival, but uh, last year our venue was Varscona Hotel. You bet. So I went to park, um, and the upper level of the parkade for the Varscona Hotel, as I pulled up there, somebody. Was an act? Yeah, somebody was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, this yeah. is actually a stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? You're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I'm like that,
1: no problem. Oh, but though. that's unique, though, right? It is really unique. And, and that's what makes the fringe the fringe right, right and, yeah. I, and I, I love it because it could just be done anywhere
0: and see that's what you I bet. wanted to ask you and I know I asked you this
1: last year because I've walked into a fringe show before like accidentally we all have, yeah. <laughs> we all have. I, I became part of one yeah, by accident exactly. one yeah. um,
0: is there a best way to fringe because and I ask this because um, you talked about travel times between stages and I know you know, for the most part, it kind of works out. Uh, people in Edmonton know how long it's going to take, but yeah. visitors from outside of Edmonton might not. And then, you know, people will say, some people say, well, I don't go to the Fringe for the first two days. I wait for the reviews to come out, and I, I go to the ones that get good reviews. And I've got to be honest with you. I've never admitted this on air. I try to find the one Fringe show that got the absolute, absolute most dismal review, and that's the one I go to.
2: Well, there's also like, the counter to those that wait to see what the good shows are going to be. That's exactly what you just said. There's the, there's the one-star Wednesday. There's the, there's the people that are going, okay, if this review was that bad, I've got to see this for myself <laughs> and then, you know, and, and go. And sometimes, let's face it, that reviewer is going to be out to lunch. It might be the best thing you've ever seen. I often say this to people, and we've got something to back it up this year. I say, take a chance. Just close your eyes, point to the program guide, pick a show, and go, right? We now have on our website this year, are you ready for this, gentlemen? A random show generator.
1: Yeah, what is that? What is that?
2: You click that thing, and it picks a show, and if you just boom go to it you know what i'm saying like it'll pick a show out of the middle of nowhere and you won't have any idea and that's that's really an event you can go to and say i did this thing and i went to it and this is what i got from
0: now tell the truth murray it does the uh, uh algorithm that controls that randomness does it go geez nobody's buying a ticket to this so suddenly nope. everybody no it's just totally nope. random
2: it's totally random. So, of course, if there's somebody sold out, it's not going to it's not right. gonna be able to attack that one, right? But it will literally pull anything.
1: Uh, now, Murr, I know you were mentioning about, because I, uh, I remember covering the French uh, just a few years ago, I learned about the whole lottery system. And one of the things that really fascinated me is that people come from all around the world just to come to Edmonton for the French Festival. So I was wondering, uh, what's the furthest country right now that's wanting to come to Edmonton uh, for the French
2: well, of course we got a really strong contingent that usually land from Australia. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yep. And we got some New Zealand here this year as well. So I would say that's some pretty far away people right there. You, you know want to meet I mean? those
0: guys? Just hit any bar at about midnight on what you yeah. have. And you know, it's like, yeah. fantastic, by it is the way. It is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, yeah, but I, I met people
1: from Spain. I think the U.K. were here. I think Brazil, yeah. like all across. Yeah. I love it. I love seeing the different culture. And like I said before, like that's what makes French French. It's Absolutely. fantastic.
0: So your program yeah. guides are uh, coming out. They'll be up for grabs August 1st. Tickets will go on sale August 9th. Are you yep. still looking for volunteers?
2: We sure are. We are filling up in some categories, but this is the this is the crunch time for us. And, and as we get excited, we want to really get it out there for because to come and volunteer, you get some great perks with us, but it's also such a family thing when you come and join that team. It's like an army. There's twelve hundred that we need to come and join us. It's and, crazy. And the I only
0: think... thing I've ever seen like it is Santa's Anonymous. Guys who yeah. plan their vacation around delivering toys. The same ones who plan—not the same ones, but the same type of attitude—who plan their vacations and their summer around the fringe. You bet. I think it's cool. Like, I, it's you know, it's iconic. Let's let's be honest. I, this is a festival that everybody compares their festival to. And I gave up on that. I just, I'll never...
1: You know what I mean? Like, like, I I totally hear it. Murray, just
0: a quick question in regards
1: to the volunteers. Does that include billets as well?
2: Uh, Yes, I think we still have some some host homes that where we could put some people in, because that's always one of our biggest challenges, is to find good homes for our artists that are traveling from all over the world to come visit us.
0: Are they housebroken? I mean, I have a good home, but I don't want to... I
2: would, I would, you know, I would watch out sometimes, right?
1: <laughs> None of those guys from New Zealand, but maybe open somebody. a door, a whole bunch of smoke. I'm
2: working on a trick, buddy.
1: Yeah, what I are you guy. gonna do, right? That uh, uh, guy is a good magician. My yeah. coin collection disappeared.
0: Uh, last thing, uh, Marie, we'll let you go. Uh, what's the ATB golden ticket?
2: The ATB golden ticket. This, oh, you guys. You know, you have you have title sponsors, um, and ATB Financial are an incredible title sponsor. So we came up with this idea. One of the things that I talk about, because 100% of the selected ticket price goes back into the artist's pocket. So anytime we're trying to put a complimentary ticket out or something, I'm like, I feel like I'm taking $13 away from an artist, <laughs> and I don't yeah. want to do that. So ATB comes back with his golden ticket and says, all right. This is going to be for the, for, the, for the excellent Fringer, going to be able to draw it and win it. You will see 100 shows if you win this golden ticket. And there is a multitude of other sort of perks that come with it. You get some rock star parking, which trying to park at the fringe? are you kidding me? Yeah, no right? kidding. So you get some rock star parking in there. I think, I think one, of the, one of the ones that helps balance it on the other side, you have to have some dinner and drink with me. <laughs> uh, I've done that, Murray. It's not that <laughs> bad. <laughs> and uh, and and yeah, it's just it's such a beautiful and there's going to be some some uh, people need to be paying attention because we're going to be dropping some hints on how this is going to go down this year. And uh, the winner last year, she uh, had the most amazing time and it was so beautiful. She had just come to our community, if you can believe it. this moved to us from like the West Coast. And arrived, and not even two days before, and then won this thing. And next thing you know, she said, I wasn't even moved into my house. I just went to the Fringe (laughs) for 10 days.
0: If there's anything we've missed, uh, questions anybody might have, what's the website address?
2: Uh, Fringetheatre.ca.
0: There you go. Uh, Marie Utahs, the artistic, are you still the artistic director? I'm still the artistic director. Excellent. I wasn't suggesting that you shouldn't be. I thought maybe you'd have a bigger title by now, but that's a great title. Always a pleasure talking with you, Murray. Your enthusiasm is contagious. It's just so entertaining. So uh, best of luck. Break a leg with this year's festival, and I'm sure we'll talk again before it's over.
2: Awesome. And you guys know, now that you were talking about Gortz, thank you, that I need my own too, oh yeah, right?
0: no, like, we're 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 setting it down to uh, production right now. We'll set that for you. The marketing team's on it. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. <Awesome>. Thanks, Murray.
0: <laughs> Thanks you guys. All right, bye bye. Bye bye. Coming up on uh, two fifty two, uh, and after three o'clock, we're going to be joined by Ward Nine Counselor Brian Anderson, my counselor, in fact. Uh, the theme of the conversation, Brandon Graziano, is uh, how does the city work? So, the uh, jumping off point is going to be probably, let's not kid ourselves, my tree. The tree, right. which I've heard about for a while now. Uh, Gord Saggy, first thing he said to me when he showed up at the studio, so did you get your tree? It's just, this tree has become <laughs> yeah. far more well Talk of the town. Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. For, forget thing. Andrew, who? Old oh, the tree guy. Right. Yeah, that guy. But just in case you're uh, concerned about it, uh, you listeners, uh, it's not going to be an hour of the tree. It's just, that's the jumping off no, point. And, and you know what? Uh, and just a, a side note here, if you have any questions, yes. text them into
1: 630, 630 right now. It's uh, easier for us to read them yes. uh, off of the uh, the texting line because we could kind of sort them out. And that's it's, right. they're, they're, there's, it's a sorting system anyway when it comes to that. And yeah, uh, yeah highly p- encourage you to uh, text in because great we p- have uh, Councillor Anderson for uh, at least half an hour.
0: We do. I think we're probably, uh, you know, if there's enough to talk about, and I think there might be, um, and there's some uh, engagement from our listeners, both on the phones and at six thirty, six thirty. Uh, he said he's available for the whole hour, so I, I would like Even to better him for the whole
1: yeah. hour. Oh, it always sounds better when, you, especially when, like, how yeah. how often do we have a counselor coming? Exactly. in, right? So this is, well, let's take advantage of the people. Text him to six thirty, six thirty. Always um, encouraged. I
0: I believe, and maybe this is too bold of a statement. Perhaps I shouldn't make it, but I believe we will solve all of the city's problems by four o'clock.
1: So, uh, all. Yes. Okay. That's uh, Un- by That's a whole ambitious. Lot of, I, it
0: is ambitious and a little, yeah. uh, little presumptuous of me, but I really feel... Here's the thing. Dave Staples uh, did an exit interview with uh, Brian Anderson when he declared that he was not returning, um, he was not going to seek re-election. And he referred to him in that interview as, uh, he made reference to the fact that, well, there goes the reasonable guy in the room. And that is actually how i've seen brian anderson over the time that i've watched him as a counselor and dealt with him is that he is sort of the voice of reason so you can point to every counselor and say this is their project this is the project you know and i andrew nack's bike lanes and and uh, michael walters is uh, fiscal responsibility and um you know i could go through them all and i could tell you um what each one has what a classification one. of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Anderson's sort of got his thumb and everything, but he's kind of like that uncle at the table at Christmas that sort of goes, "Yeah, that's a good idea," but right. right? And I actually admire him for that. So
1: well, yeah, he's some, someone to look up to, I guess, especially when well, it comes to it, that. And, far. And, and well, okay, because because you were telling me uh, mm. off air that when new counselors come in. They, yes, that's correct. They, they have to talk to Brian well, Anderson.
0: They have to because it's a good idea to. Anderson's been around for so long that he knows or I right guess, I work. guess as you're referring to him now, Uncle Brian. That's right. I guess. Uh, so <laughs> right? That, and that's exactly why he's the perfect choice for this conversation. This is a lot of talk about I guess we haven't gotten in studio yet. But the reason he's the perfect guy is because typically when a new counselor arrives, and this has been the case for many terms now, they sit with Bren and he sort of holds a seminar on how the city works and how council works and gives advice. So that's basically what I want him to do with us this afternoon is I want him to sit Edmonton down and explain to them how it works. Because if, for example, my tree, if I've been unreasonable, inaccurate, or just don't get it and can't see the bigger picture for the sake of looking, I literally cannot see the forest for the tree. If that's the case, then I'd like to know. And I'd like to spread the word, because I want to be balanced and fair, and I want everyone to So it's to
1: called the educational hour. It will be. With Brian Anderson. See, but, there's you know, more marketing, more imaging. Right. We'll get it all done. Don't but
0: worry. But as, you know, I'm quite familiar with our listeners, um, those who listen to talk radio are usually uh, fairly aggressive and opinionated, which is great. Well that's fine. And that's fine as well. Like, if you want to phone that's in... That's the basis of talk radio. That's right. If you want to phone in and talk about the tree they haven't moved, or the the, the street they haven't paved, or the curb that they ripped up twice, or whatever... The um, snow The snow route. Oh, potholes. Yeah. Walterdale Bridge. Okay, I could see you getting angry already. Come on. Let's slow the radar. Hold on a second here. Come on. Brian Anderson's going to answer all of your questions. (laughs) Uh, That's coming up after three, which is in about a minute's time. I mentioned, or I saw this. We mentioned it the other day on the show. And, of course, everyone's aware of the fact that Sears uh, is... Closing down. Yeah. Uh, Yep, that's it. So, many people asking questions. So... Wanted to bring this to your attention, if you're wondering. Sears Canada, they're having a liquidation sale. Now, they're not going to call it a liquidation sale. In fact, they've filed for the right not to call it that. When you file bankruptcy um, and you sell assets, you're supposed to call it liquidation. They've actually filed with an Ontario court not to have to call it that. So they want to call it everything on sale. I'm not making this up, and that's up.
1: pretty much it. Everything's or, everything, everything must go
0: right. And what they're doing is, in 59 locations, many of which are here in Alberta, they're going to just sell everything in the store. So, but they're not liquidating because they're not doing it in every store. So, just you know. When it happens, and it should happen, if this all goes through, should kick off around July 21st, so not too far from now. And it's just at the at Edmonton those, Skyview, I believe it is? Yeah, yeah. there's one in St. Albert, I think. So there's specific locations where everything must go, but you can't return anything. All sales are final. Um, but if you're wondering as well if that mattress you bought last year or that appliance, um, Sears says all the warranties are good to go. So because it's with the company, not necessarily with exactly, Sears. Exactly, with right? the manufacturer, It's so with
1: Whirlpool or with right. whoever you bought the actual thing from.
0: And the other thing is, because I know this has been, there's been a lot of talk about this with regard to pensions and payouts for employees, uh, Sears is saying that they've also petitioned the court to allow themselves to free up some funds to pay those, to pay at least a portion of those. So once you declare bankruptcy, trustees stop you from doing things like paying out pensions. So I know everyone's mad at Sears, and I'm not defending them well yeah a lot, a lot of retirees are, are definitely money, right? yeah exactly right. right i mean you paid into this over right. the past 30 years you've worked there you're exactly. owed it so we'll keep an eye on that for you but sears is trying to free up some money to take care of that all right we'll take a break for uh a late break sorry about that g uh news weather, whatever else they do over in that newsroom and then when we come back brian anderson the 6 30 chad afternoon news with jay nye and andrew gross weekdays at two on 6 30 chad